0: Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey Eli. Hi. How are you?
1: Good, just watching T V and movies, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Good good. 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 Not getting COVID.
1: <laughs> Not getting COVID.
0: Um, what have you been watching?
1: So have you seen this? On Peacock, there is a docuseries called Meddling. Mm. No. And it's about the 2002 Winter Salt Lake Winter Olympics...
0: Oh, you told me about it.
1: Yeah, okay. Scandal.
0: With the skaters.
1: With the skaters. The
0: Canadian skaters.
1: Pairs skaters. And do you remember this? One? Yeah. It was a big deal. Because
0: the French judge.
1: The French... So what happened was the Canadian Pairs skaters were kind of the favorite to win. The Russians had been winning every Olympics forever. The Russians came out. They stumbled a couple of times you know, whatever. And then the Canadians came out and had this like perfect performance. And the French judge gave the Russians like a really high score and the Russians ended up winning and everyone was like, what? We all watched that. Right. And then it, it, as it turned out, there were all these rumors that the French judge had been bribed by Russians and blah, blah, blah. And it went deep. And, and uh, within like a week, they ended up, the Olympic committee ended up deciding they like banned the French woman or whatever. And then they ended up deciding to just give both teams gold. And it was this really awkward, messy thing. Um, so they made a docuseries. It's on Peacock. It's very good. It's really interesting. It's really fun to see um, clips of the 2002 Winter Olympics being a Salt Lake City resident. It's kind of fun to see Salt Lake mm-hmm. City, like those that old footage. Uh, they interview Every everybody who was involved, including the French judge, what they got her for interview. She
0: agreed to do an interview. She agreed
1: to do an interview because she she denies that she was bribed, and the they interviewed the French uh, or the Russian team. They interviewed the Canadians. They interviewed their coaches. Like everybody who was involved, and they do it, they did a really great job. And the the story is a lot more nuanced and complicated than I think we all understood at the time. And the French judge and the Russian team and their coach, they were like, no, we weren't surprised that the Russians won because they skated like a much more complicated program and they um, kind of broke that down. And yeah. in a way that I was like, oh, that does actually make sense. And that is context that none of us knew because we're all dummies. We're
0: all idiots. Yeah. Um,
1: and the thing I like the most about it is you come out of it really loving both the Canadian team and the Russian team. Like they were victims in it and yeah. they're just like really lovely people. And and so it's, so, it's such a good watch. Um, it's like four or five episodes and you can burn through it really fast. Recommend
0: okay. What's what's the title?
1: It's called meddling. Meddling. Good title. As in, like I'm meddling in your relationship. Got it. I'm meddling in the Olympics. Got it. Okay, and then um, on your recommendation, we finally watched and burned through the other two. Oh, Meg, so happy for you. This is like the best show on TV. Why is no one talking about this? Yeah, and it it's like it's like if you combined the profanity and uh, cleverness of Veep with the sweetness of Shit's Creek.
0: But it's not profane. Is it profane? It's, cr- it's
1: crass. It's crass, it's not pro- I wouldn't... Yeah, it's not as profane as like Veep. Yeah. But it is very crass. It's, it's a crass. very sexual show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
0: in like a not sexy way.
1: Right. It's It's a lot of sex jokes. Yeah. Um, no, this is not like a, a sexy show, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, as you've described about these two siblings and they're basically like th- around 30 and they have a younger brother who's a teenager who just became a superstar and the two older siblings are, it's just kind of about them sort of figuring out how to navigate that. Yeah. And it's such a sweet show The The family, like the two siblings, I, I don't feel like I, I ever see this in TV these two adult siblings are 100% in each other's corners all the time. And in their brother's corner. And in the And in their mom's corner. And their mom's corner, like the whole family, it would be it's so easy it would be so easy for them to write this and have them be jealous and have them fight and contention or whatever. Never. There's never any like they're they're not even bickery with each other. They're yeah. just like so supportive and sweet with each other. And, um, every time you th- every time it looks like they're gonna go that direction, they don't. yeah. And so it's like such a fun watch. like the every episode ends, and I get a little bit teary eyed because I'm like, this family is so great. yeah, it's a really good show. So if you can handle some s- crass humor, okay.
0: I want to ask you because the whole reason it came mm. up is was because how they handle um gay dating and relationships. Did you feel like it was fresher than what you've seen in previous television? Okay.
1: Absolutely. Because one of my big complaints about how gay dating is handled is usually it's written by straight people, first of all, and straight people don't know how to tell those stories except to have the characters come out and go through trauma. Yeah. And it just gets so tired. Like, I don't want to see another person come out and they don't do that here. Like it's, it's just like a given that the main character is a gay guy and he's dating and like, that's it. And, and, um, the, the jokes around gay dating are so on point. (laughs) I've been in that world, right? And Skylar and I watched this and we are screaming. It is so funny how self-aware the, the creator is and the writers are about like what that world looks like and how insufferable it can be. And they, it's so clever how they write it. The funniest thing I think I have ever seen on a television show ever is one of the episodes ends with the main character has like a really bad experience with dating, a, a breakup, and he's, he's upset about it. And the episode ends with him going and sitting down in front of the fire. And the camera angle is from the fireplace looking at him. And he's just sitting there crying. And this like kitschy music starts playing. And Skyler was like, oh, my gosh, this is the end of Call Me By Your Name, because that's how it ends as Timothy Chalamet goes and sits in front of the fire and cries for like three minutes while this music plays. And then in the background, his parents like start calling for him and then he gets up and leaves. So the guy's like sitting there crying and Skyler's like, this looks like Call Me By Your Name. And it goes on for like a minute and he's just like sobbing into the fire. And then you hear his mom in the background call him and his sister says, don't bother him. He's doing Call Me By Your Name. And the mom says, I don't think I've seen that. And she said, yes, mom, you did. He made us watch it. He sat facing us while we watched it. (laughs) And like, we were, we had to pause it. And like not start the next episode because we were both on the floor, tears, just like <laughs> s- laughing so hard. I was like, th- "That is the most on point like series of jokes I have ever seen in a TV show."
0: There is um, there is a character in it who's an insta Who hmm. I don't know if you want me to reveal this, but you have sent me a few profiles yeah. of some of our local instagays, and you could swap those two yeah. out, and it I would never know. Like a complete. <laughs> Spot on caricature of how these people operate. <laughs>
1: it's so funny. Yeah, I'm but glad you liked it. Loved it, loved it. And then um, I last night re-watched Belfast because I thought. Sorry, I'm sorry. We were a team, Listen, and we were both okay, going to watch I it. I Just
0: made the speech on the last podcast I recorded. Uh huh. I'm I'm working on a campaign. Mm-hmm. Things fall through. Yeah. And I'm really sorry.
1: That's okay. Um, I am not upset about it because. I love Belfast, and I was excited to rewatch it. Uh, do yourself a favor and go watch Belfast. It's on Amazon. Um, I think it's going to be nominated for Best Picture. It's kind of like a favorite right now. And it's it's about uh, Belfast in Ireland in the late 60s when a lot of the kind of turmoil is going on between the Catholics and Protestants. And it focuses on this one family and it's it's got very much of a Jojo Rabbit vibe. Okay. Um it, it's it's really sweet. The the characters are so lovable. It's like if you combine Jojo Rabbit with uh the Englishman who went up the hill and came down the mountain. Like oh, it's got yeah, kind yeah, of that yeah, yeah. happy Irish feel. Um and it's interesting historically. And so Judy Dench, Dame Judy, Judy Judi Dench is Dench. in it. Okay. And Jamie Dornan is, is, is plays the dad in it. Yeah, that sounds He's the guy. He's the Fifty Shades guy. And he's really good in it, actually. And then uh, the the mom I, I is an actress I didn't know, but she's she like steals it. She's really really good. So everybody, watch Belfast, please.
0: Okay. What awesome. have you been watching? So we watched Macbeth.
1: Oh, honey, we tried.
0: Okay. So I know. I know. I know. I know. Shakespeare's not easy.
1: It's not. It's, it's so really hard. it's
0: really not. And I think the problem is that people go into Shakespeare thinking you're supposed to understand every word they're saying, which is not possible. It's not. That's why like scholars for millennia have studied Shakespeare and yeah. analyzed every word because it's so dense and it you can't like it's a different language than what we speak watch it with subtitles. And then you'll just like pick up like a few of the clever turns of phrases and just watch it generally for the story. And it's like, if you take that pressure off yourself, it's way more enjoyable.
1: Mm, okay.
0: At which point you can enjoy like the bonkers cinematography mm-hmm. that they're doing and the incredible acting from Denzel Washington and Frances McDormand. Yeah. Her husband directed this. I think it's really good. I think they both give really good performances. I think Macbeth is a really good story. I would recommend knowing the story of Macbeth Mm -hmm. prior to watching it. Yeah. So you kind of know what's happening. Yeah. But watch it for the performances.
1: We we started it and then we got about 20 minutes in and then we stopped it and read the entire Wikipedia summary because we were like, we don't know what's (laughs) going on. And then we started playing again and we got about 10 more minutes and Skylar said, have we watched enough to recognize how good this is? And I was like, I think we have. It's very good. And he's like, we're turning it off.
0: Yeah. And that's fair. And that's kind of how I went into it. Like, I, I went into it kicking and screaming. Stephen was like, let's turn on Macbeth. And I was like, it's a Saturday afternoon. That's the last thing I want to watch. But then like, I gave it 20 minutes and yeah. I, uh, I was in, you know.
1: What I do appreciate about it, too, is I feel like when they periodically make these Shakespeare uh, plays into movies, they're like nine hours long. And this one's like a tight hour and 40 oh, yeah. minutes. yeah. So we didn't finish it, but I was like, at least it's not long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, So we also went and saw Kingsman, and like a couple of weeks ago, I was singing the praises of the first two, the Kingsman one and two. This is the third, and boy, is it a stinker. Really? This movie cannot decide what it wants to be. It is like one part, the fun energy of the first two, and it's like... There's a whole scene where they're fighting Rasputin who's like such an interesting enigma in history, you know, and that's like really fun and kitschy. And then there's like a son going to war and Mm -hmm. fighting nobly and the tones are so starkly different and it's so long. Uh, It's the most confusing movie experience I've ever had. Can't recommend it. If you're super bored, maybe go see it. We'll talk about it. Um, We (laughs) we've been watching Emily in Paris season one. Again. Again, because Steven had never seen it.
1: Does he like it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Should I just watch this show?
0: Yeah. Oh, have you not? No,
1: because it sounds so stupid it's from what stupid. you tell me. It's stupid.
0: It's stupid. Yeah. But you're also in Paris. Okay. So it feels like you're in Paris. It's like warm and sunny and the clothes are wild and the French people are mean.
1: hmm
0: I am enjoying it again. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're also watching Gilmore Girls. Oh. So... This is my third watch of Gilmore Girls. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I watched it when it was on, when I was in high school. I watched it when I was pregnant with Ramona, and I'm watching it now. So when I watched it the first time, I was Rory's age, the daughter's age. Mm -hmm. And now I'm Lorelai's age, Mm -hmm. the mom's age. And the way my perspective on this show has changed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: from Rory's age to Lorelai's age, it's a completely different experience watching this. Yeah like uh, the only storylines I care about are Lorelai's and the <laughs> only ones I cared about when I was young were Rory's but like Lorelai's like running a business and I'm like oh how's she gonna hide you know how's she <laughs> gonna like what is what's the tax situation mm-hmm. you know and like oh she had that issue with her adult friend like I've had those issues it's just completely it's different but I'm really enjoying
1: oh uh, that's fun
0: okay and then we were supposed to watch Belfast but I failed Um, So instead, I want you to tell me what you like about Tick, Tick, Boom, because I tried this movie and I lasted 20 minutes before I couldn't. It was my Macbeth.
1: You bailed. So what what I'll tell you, because you texted me that last night and I was a little bit surprised and then I got thinking about it. It's been a a little, it's been a couple of months since I watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, But I was like kind of surprised because I found it pretty easy to go down. But then I got thinking about it and I did remember that this film does not introduce you to the story very well at the beginning. Like the, f- the first 10, 20 minutes are kind of hard to get through. Okay, so
0: that's normal.
1: That, because I am now, I, after thinking about it, I was remembering the film starts. So Tick, Tick, Boom is a musical about the guy who wrote Rent the Musical. Right. But the story is about his project that he worked on before Rent when he was he was not known and he was trying so hard to write a musical and was really, really struggling. And the story just kind of centers on that, his creative process and his relationships with his friends uh, during basically this one week period where he has to finish writing uh, a musical to perform in front of a small group of people that is going to include um, Sondheim. Yeah. What's his name?
0: Steven Sondheim.
1: St- Steven Sondheim. And so, and that's the story. The way this film starts is Andrew Garfield? It's very artistic, and I. It's very Lin Manuel Miranda. Very much, and I, I still don't quite understand this. But the way it starts is Andrew Garfield, who plays the the main character, comes out onto a stage and is performing rock ballads that are kind of loosely about the story you're about to be introduced to, and it goes on for a long time, and. Sky and I, when we were watching it, we got like 10, 15 minutes in and we were both like, is this the whole movie? Is it just like a concert of a guy on a stage? And I don't understand what is happening. And after about 15 or 20 minutes of that, then it just gets into the story. And then it's a lot, it goes down a lot easier.
0: Really? Okay. Because I was like, I can't do this.
1: Yeah. So you, you're not a huge musical person, right?
0: No, I'm not anti. I'm just like usually... I feel pretty cringy watching musicals. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, this one, I think, tries to be a bit self-aware to a degree that I didn't feel cringe during it once they got into the story. Okay. Um, the it, Here's what I say. Th- this is not a perfect film. I will probably never watch it again. I had a perfectly fine time watching it. I am a musical person. This isn't my particular musical style. It's mm-hmm. very rock ballady. 90s. It's, it's very 90s. 90s. It's very similar. They they wrote the music in the style of Rent, mm-hmm. and I don't love the Rent music. And so mm-hmm. like... five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. 600... Mi- yeah. Great song. Banger. We I,
0: sang that... Sorry.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We sang that song about AIDS, right? Yeah. At the my sixth grade graduation.
1: Love it. Perfect. Who picked that? <laughs> All these six have kids, they seen Rent? Like, none of these kids have seen Rent, so <laughs> we can matter. do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, so not I, I, there are a couple of songs in Rent that I actually really do like, but most of them are not memorable to me. And that is very similar in this. Um, so I didn't particularly love the music. The characters are all mostly insufferable, which is consistent with the characters in Rent as well. They're all so insufferable. I mean, that was
0: the thing. It was I like low-key hated the guy. Yeah, He
1: was driving me crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you can believe it, the characters around him are somehow worse. <sighs> and you and I kind of talked about this recently. It, this is one of these stories where he he is under a deadline and he just needs his girlfriend specifically, but like all of his friends to like realize that he's having a really stressful week and they have no patience for it. It's the Devil Wears Prada problem Okay, where like the girlfriend like keeps wanting to have like this all night conversation with them about their relationship. And he's like, I literally have to write a musical by Friday. Can this wait until next week? And she's like, you don't care about me if you're out. You know, it's and you're watching it and you're just like, just shut up and let him do this thing. You can talk about your relationship on Saturday.
0: Movies have a real problem in that they always say jobs are bad.
1: It's really frustrating. Ignore your job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that, that part was frustrating. The good things about this are, um, I did not know Andrew Garfield could sing, and oh. he is such a good singer,
0: really. And um, that's him actually singing, yes, oh, yeah. Wow.
1: he 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 is giving one hundred percent in this. Um, I think his performance is is really, really good. I don't like his character very much, but like, he's giving a lot, and I appreciated that, okay. Um, I do think the story is interesting. like as somebody who likes to write and likes to try to create, and feel like sometimes uh, has to deal with creative deadlines and whatever else. Like that aspect of it, I thought was kind of fun. Like you feel like there are stakes, even though at the end of the day, it's like, if he doesn't get the musical done, then it's just, he just didn't write the musical. Like it's right. not, the stakes aren't actually that high, but what he has to gain is a lot. And so it's kind of fun to watch him race against that clock. Um, so I, yeah, it, not my favorite movie of the year. I don't know if it's worth it for you. To give it another try but i am i am going to tell you that those first 20 minutes are the hardest 20 minutes
0: okay well maybe i'll revisit Mm -hmm. i was pretty angry after 20 minutes yeah uh that this movie was making me sit through the things it was making me sit through but i'm willing to forgive i'm not going to go back and watch the first 20 maybe i'll just pick up where i left off yeah would you for the listener would you say it would be okay to skip the first 15 to 20 minutes?
1: Um, I can't remember how much info you actually get out of it. Okay. Probably. Okay. okay. You can probably kind of skim through it. Um, but yeah, you know. All right. Andrew Garfield having had a great year. Yeah. I mean, he's having a, he, I, I don't know if this would be called a resurgence. Did he go away? I don't know. But I, I feel like I didn't hear that much about him I think for a while. He's
0: shifted from B plus list to full throttle A-list. I, a
1: list Because Isa Tami Faye and Tick Tick Boom and Spider Man, like all back to back to back here in the last six months and they're all hits.
0: We Stan a Sweetie.
1: We Stan a Sweetie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's a sweetie. Yes. All right. Well, sorry that the um, you're getting twenty minutes of a movie discussed, but <laughs> we showed up. And that's what matters. Yep. We'll be back next week, probably having watched a full movie. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening.